Welcome back to The Good Conversation, a podcast by the House of LRNC. My name is Adam Connor, and today we have another installment of our Begins Within Leadership series, this time featuring Scott Bonomo. Scott is our SVP of design here at the house, but he's also a co-founder of Good Man Brand. Today we talk about that and his deep roots in this industry through his family. We also talk about what makes a good man. I think you'll learn that there's much more to it than just a name. How much more? Well, how about we find out together? With that, I'll step aside and let you enjoy a good conversation with Scott Bonomo. Scott, how are you? Great to talk to you. Good to be here, Adam. So you have been at the helm of the Goodman brand for a little while, but I want to learn how you even got to that point. Could you tell me a little bit about your, your personal founding story? Sure. I'm a first-generation American. My dad came from Sicily uh, when he was about 15 years old to North Dakota, of all places. Really? North Dakota? That was the, that's an interesting place to land. Yeah, exactly. Just thinking about what my dad had to go through, you know, to ultimately become an American citizen and then provide, you know, for his children. You know, I started to kind of really realize that I have a responsibility, you know, in my life to really honor the commitment that both my parents made. And I really have to deliver on being a good person but also living up to the potential that is sort of God-given. You know, the story from there kind of rolls into being brought up in a family-run clothing business. In a very sort of quick period of time, I just felt like I was sort of already getting ahead while I was still sort of learning in school. And it came to the point where I had gotten a degree at at Oregon State University in in marketing, and I want to be in this business. And I kind of knew that from from an early age, I decided that I would venture north to to Portland, Oregon and and start working at at Nordstrom. You know, starting on the sales floor was sort of the most humble way to sort of start. And very quickly, in less than a year almost, I was actually put into management and then made a buyer. Spent time buying for the Oregon division. There were six stores. You know, a pivotal point in my my career was we had met with a production company in New York that sort of did private label and had done some private label for for Nordstrom. And what I experienced in that meeting was, you know, somebody sitting down with me and sort of explaining, you know, how you go about building product uh, rather than just buying it. Not shortly thereafter, I was made aware of um, a job opening in Seattle. You know, there was sort of a lot of back and forth on why, why would Scott, you know, go, go do that? He's, you know, he's going to be a successful buyer and Product development is not where, you know, the best of the best of the company, you know, go. I got the job and shortly thereafter, I received a message from what ultimately was my my direct boss. And she said, well, the executive vice president of the men's division just wants you to know that he thinks you made a terrific mistake and that, you know, you might have had a really good career, but he now thinks that, you know, you've made the wrong choice and you're going to regret the decision you made. And I thought, wow, that is an amazing thing to say to someone, you know, upon accepting, you know, a job. I showed up in Seattle. So I moved from Portland to Seattle. And from that point forward, you know, I've been really on 
this journey of what my career is now, and that is ultimately running a brand on a day-to-day basis. And it's everything that I sort of, you know, dreamt about, envisioned, and put myself in a position to be able to do because fundamentally I learned everything about the business and therefore was qualified once the opportunity really truly emerged that I knew I could do it. It was just a matter of how do I do it at the right time? Who am I doing it with? You know, et cetera. And then ultimately just, you know, jumping in and and making it happen. So with Good Man Brand today, obviously that that first word is something we talk about a lot with a lot of these profiles that we've been doing. What's the good in the Good Man Brand? Could you explain that a little bit for me? Yeah, and it's it's a great story. Early on when we were basically in kind of startup mode, Russell and I were in, in a meeting and we were talking to some kind of super hipster influencers. In the course of the meeting, Russell kind of gets up and he's pacing back and forth. And we were talking about, you know, all sorts of different things about how to make the brand cool and, you know, set, set it apart in the marketplace. You know, he was sort of joking with me that, you know, when he starts pacing, you know, that's when he starts thinking, that, you know, his best. And so he sort of stops and he says, the legacy of the brand is never going to be about the fashion of the brand. He said the legacy of the brand really is going to be about the good we inspire in others and the good that we put out into the world. And it was one of those moments where it was like, full stop, that's it. That, That is the brand right there. I just remember, you know, driving home that night after that meeting and feeling like, oh man, it's just all, it's all coming together. Like the purpose is to ultimately have impact and that we want to inspire good. And the way that happens, because we had made the decision that we were going to donate 3% based on every purchase that was made from Goodman Brand, that that small amount was going to ultimately, you know, help to create the impact. And I, I just feel like that really does define the good in Goodman Brand in, in many ways, but it also kind of put me on, you know, a really, really focused path where if I'm going to make beautiful clothes and they're going to sell a lot, the reason I'm doing that isn't to be cool. It's because I'm really bought into the idea of the good that the brand can do in the world, how it might have a little part in helping to change the world, and that ultimately you know, we are inspiring others. And I think that this is, this is really the story of good for, for Good Man Brand. Now, these days, as part of the house of LRNC, this goal of being good stretches worldwide to a ton of people. You felt that when your family came to America and raised you and gave you a good childhood, that was one manifestation of good. This ideation with Russell and putting together this business that is now flourishing today is another manifestation of good. Now the House of LRNC is saying, we want to impact a billion lives. How do you think that good scales from your few experiences with it so far? Well, it, it's a great question. And, you know, it feels like, you know, I, I sort of can pick sort of specific moments. You know, and I, I guess the story that, that, you know, really goes along with this is that Russell and I knew that, you know, Goodman Brand was ultimately a big idea. And it, it was, you know, very, you know, soon after we launched, you know, that just all the feedback that we were getting. And so early on, I had an opportunity to meet Christine Day, 
So Christina obviously is now co-founder and, and the leader of, of the house of LRNC. And so in meeting Christine and sort of having opportunity to, to, to talk with her about what we were doing, what we were envisioning, you know, et cetera. And it was one of those things where it was very natural. It was very organic, you know, in terms of the conversations that we had with her, but in the back of my head, and I think as well with, with, with Russell, but it was never something that, you know, maybe we were directly communicating on was there's something that, you know, we don't have that we need. And it was the idea of having a leader like Christine to be part of what we were doing. And so eventually, you know, as we sort of maneuvered and the business was growing and starting to scale, I think that, you know, it was, you know, very clear that, Again, this big idea of creating impact and, you know, we may not have said it as well as we say it now as succinctly in terms of impacting a billion lives was that we had to get this big idea into the right hands so that we could scale it. When I think about that, you know, in the journey that we're on, you know, it was we, we really were, were seeing it the exact same way. And, you know, if you ask the question, <laughs> how do we impact a billion lives? Well, it, it really starts with the foundation of how the business is structured. Christine, obviously coming in to lead and now helping to put a team together, everyone expert entrepreneurial, you know, in their chosen field is exactly what, what sort of has put the business in a position, the company, the mission et cetera, foundationally to go after, you know, that really, really big mission. And I think it all starts with, you know, what was a big idea and then what was a vision and then ultimately it was a team and the team ultimately is, is what, you know, now puts us in a position to go make that, that dream come true. So that team, which is now in place today, I mean, you're a central part of that team and, and leading your own business forward. I'm curious as from a leadership perspective, who inspired you, let's say, other than Christine Day, of, of whom I was sure it was an honor to meet and now work with and Russell along the way. Are there other names that pop up in your head when I tell you to look that up in the dictionary, a leader? You know, there's there's so many names, you know, it's it's almost kind of garbled, you know, a little bit. But, you know, I think from a from a leadership standpoint, what what I reflect on is all the great people that I've had a chance to, to work with. And, you know, it's always been a, in a very entrepreneurial sort of aspect. I'm, I'm kind of a serial entrepreneur. You know, I think that Goodman brand and now Lita by Sierra, you know, might be the ninth and 10th brand that I've had the fortunate opportunity to, to start up. And so, you know, I, I, I really think, you know, from a leadership standpoint, it's the teams of people that I've had the opportunity to work with, learn from, and then ultimately, you know, sort of carve out what I guess you would refer to as, as a leadership style that, you know, has put me in a position to fundamentally repeat successes and continue to scale. And, you know, this is where that path of my career you know, is, is definitely headed towards. And so now that you are in the position with all of these 
maybe garble, but eventually clear lists of leaders in your head and you take that composite example forward in your own way, eighth, ninth, and tenth brands, you do it over and over again. What actions do you do on a day-to-day basis to ensure that you're not just running the same eighth, ninth, and tenth gear, but making sure it doesn't feel the same? Essentially, what I'm asking is, what do you do to make sure you're, you're always progressing to what will ultimately be maybe the 11th or the 12th or the 13th? And if you don't feel you're doing that, what are some ways in which you reset? Yeah, and it's something that that I learned. You know, I think that there's kind of a structural aspect. And, and for a lot of time, for a long time, you know, it, it was missing. It wasn't so much that, you know, in all these brands that I was developing, it was they weren't successful. I mean, all the brands have been successful, you know, in very specific ways. But I think what it comes down to is is having sort of a definition as to what I need to do. And I think the simplest way to explain it in terms of what is the the main focus that allows me to, to create the success is knowing, you know, what what the brand's ultimate mission and purpose is, you know, where does it fit in from a market opportunity standpoint? And does the brand ultimately solve a problem? And when I follow that sort of formula in a very specific way, usually the the result you know, becomes quite clear as to the the way we need to proceed, how we need to proceed. And from there, we go out and, and we build. So to round out the conversation, Scott, and to center back on the idea of leadership, all of these experiences you've had over the years to do it, to manifest it, now to lead today, makes me wonder how you show up as a leader, how you like to show up, and if there are any support pillars that you maintain to keep you showing up as that leader that others might look to or that might inspire others to build their own? It's an interesting question. And I think that what kind of is a summation is around the idea of, you know, passion, energy, and and commitment. If I think that all the people that I've worked with in words that people would, would sort of describe me as, those three words sort of rise to the top. And when you sort of ask the, the simple question, how do you show up? It's, it's exactly that. I think I bring a, a level of passion to figuring out how to be successful. I think I, I sustain a, a high level of energy, both for myself and eliciting, you know, strong energy amongst the people that I, that I work with, you know, the most closely. And, you know, lastly, it's, it's the commitment. And that's, that's sort of that, you know, kind of ladders back to kind of the personal story that I told in terms of, you know, just being committed at, at, at what it takes to ultimately achieve the result. I'm not one to shy away from, you know, the hard work of it. In fact, it's the hard work of it that for the most part feels like that what is what's probably defining most of my success in that I am willing to to put the hard work, to, to really believe in the process that is necessary and be unwavering. And I think from a, from a resource, this is, a, this is an important part of, of where I'm at in my life because it, it would have been a different answer. But what I really feel drawn towards now, and I think Russell kind of brought this out of me and it's it sort of, you know, it feels like a, almost like a superpower. It's an emerging superpower for me and that is seeking out, you know, the thoughts and ideas of other people that I might think of that don't see it or don't think of things maybe exactly the way I do. I'm so lucky because 
you know, within the core team, everybody, Christine, Nancy, Therese, Matthew, and now, now Monica brings such a strong position of, you know, experiences and results and perspectives. And I've just found it's incredibly rewarding, you know, from a kind of a self-growth perspective where, you know, I put myself in a position of vulnerability where it's like, I don't know. I think I know, but what I'm interested in understanding is maybe how they see it, you know, individually challenging, you know, ideas and then seeing new perspectives. And what I feel really good about is, you know, sometimes I have a strong position on, on where it might need to go, but being more open and ultimately trying to kind of see the, the different perspectives. This is what's so good. I mean, and I, I've said this recently is I work closely with Matthew as an example, and he feels like a fellow fire, fighter uh, pilot where for a long time, I've never really had the opportunity to work with that echelon of talent. And I can say this really about everybody on the team, that it's just really, really dynamic to always feel like I can reach out to a fellow co-founder, core team member, get you know an honest opinion about what might be the solution and, you know, have a kind of an equal platform of dialogue. And ultimately, it just feels like we make good decisions together. No one has to push each other. And ultimately, I really appreciate the dynamic aspect of having that kind of resource always available as part of the house. Well, the good news here is that we'll be developing these perspectives over time and eventually, hopefully everybody will have at least an audio form of that support and for supporting that support through the time we've had today. Scott, thank you so much for sharing your story, your perspectives, and can't wait to hear more from you later on. Yeah, thank you, Adam. Thanks for the opportunity. Thank you to Scott Bonomo for giving us a closer look at your journey and the story behind Good Man Brand. And if you, the listener, want to check out what Good Man Brand has to offer, it's as easy as heading on over to thegoodmanbrand.com. We're moving right along in our Begins Within series here on The Good Conversation, But here's where we're always going to be outside of this show. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The House of LRC. And you can email us as well, info at thehouseoflrc.com. For now, we'll sign off until the next time. And in the meantime, I'm Adam Connor reminding you to love powerfully and move purposefully.